What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. Today, we're going to talk about Chris Sale. Chris Sale is getting Tommy John. Actually, not just him. It's going to be him and Tyler Beatty, but we'll spend much of the time talking about Chris Sale because, I mean, quite obviously, that's the, um, that's the more hard-hitting news here because his surgery and his injury has been kind of under speculation for quite some time. I mean, ever since about the second half of 2018, Chris Sale has been missing time here and there with, you know, various injuries and just discomfort in his shoulder and his whatever and a bunch of things. And it's now been announced that he's going to be getting Tommy John surgery. And a lot of people would be saying, yeah, that makes sense considering that we're not exactly sure when opening day is going to be. And it's looking likely that the 2020 season is going to be shortened. So missing time now would be better than missing time in a season when there's a full slate of games. So Chris is going to be out of action for roughly the next 12 to 15 months. That's the typical recovery timeline. He's going to miss all the 2020 season, if there is one at this point. And, uh, you know, this this is just a day after he resumed throwing. So it's possible that he resumed throwing the other day and was feeling discomfort. And it, then it was finally suggested that he should get that UCL reconstruction. But, you know, a few weeks ago, he was diagnosed with a flexor strain. And he saw some doctors, some of the big-name doctors, Dr. James Andrews and Neil Elatroch, those guys who were basically the Tommy John experts, did not recommend surgery at the time. But now he's getting it, so I don't really know. But the Red Sox press release didn't include any actual date for Chris Sale's surgery. And Joel Sherman of the New York Post is speculating it might be some time before he actually gets the surgery because at this time, elective medical procedures are being canceled throughout the U.S. and around the world because they're trying to give hospitals and doctors more time to focus on the coronavirus pandemic. But like I said, I mean, Sale has been, you know, a bit under the microscope in the past year and a half because he just hasn't looked the same. Ever since he was coming out of college, you know, um, he had these question marks, his thin stature and his unique herky-jerky throwing motion made a lot of people wonder if he'd be durable. And I want to kind of challenge that uh, assertion a little bit because, I mean, he's not an unknown quantity. Chris Sale has pitched 10 years in the big leagues. Okay, let's, I mean, how many full seasons is he, how many seasons has he been a starter? And he's he's started seven, eight, eight years in the big leagues. He's been a starter in the big leagues for eight years. And he's thrown several, I mean, you know, upwards of, you know, like 180 innings several times. Maybe it just is that he's out of bullets. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Because, I mean, this is a guy that, like, you know, a couple years ago when he's, like, you know, Cy Young candidate and everything. We'll take it back to, let's say, 2017 with the Red Sox. I mean, he led the league in strikeouts and innings pitched. I mean, this dude was 98, 99 miles an hour throughout the game pretty much and he was just filthy slider that's what he was giving you and then last year it was just like weird you know started the season off with really low velo like low 90s and you know he ratcheted up a couple times back up to like 95 97 it was just weird last year i really don't know how to explain it and last year he pitched a 4-4 era but on his career he has a 303 era and he has the greatest strikeout to walk ratio of all time he, he is the all-time leader in strikeout-to-walk ratio in baseball, 
is, is that number for him. But, I mean, on his career, he's a 303 ERA pitcher with a 1035 whip. I mean, that's just absolutely filthy. So, it's not like Chris Sale is some unknown quantity. He just had, you know, a rough go last year. And it's it seems like it seems like he's just not the same pitcher anymore. I don't know what the problem is. Maybe, I mean, he just signed the five-year, $145 million extension a year ago. I'm sure the Red Sox are kicking themselves for that now. They would have done all the, uh, you know, all the medicals and everything at that point, and presumably they didn't see anything. But now, literally immediately after he signed that extension last year, you know, he just didn't look the same. So they were paying him $29 million a year on average for the next, you know, four more years and he's already going to miss one of those years with Tommy John so that contract is is going to end up becoming an albatross but it is what it is I mean that's this is how it is I mean I guess you could say that this whole acquisition of Chris Sale was worth it because they won I mean I, I stand by that I'd say it's worth it because they won the World Series in 2018 I mean they acquired him in December 2016 in a blockbuster trade that the Red Sox sent Yohan Mankata and Michael Kopech to Chicago I mean that was a very hefty price tag and uh, but it was worth it because Chris Sale was a stud right away and he helped them win the World Series. I mean, he punched out Manny Machado to secure the final out of the 2018 World Series. But sales seemed to wear down at the end of that 2017 season. And I do think yeah, I, I remember that that was like when, uh, you know, John Farrell, the Red Sox manager, definitely seemed to be trying to help Sale get to that 300 strikeout mark, which, uh, you know, he had never done at that point in his career. So he ended that season leading the league in strikeouts at 308. But he did seem to wear down a little bit. And then 2018, you know, he was fine the first half. But second half, you know, he just he just completely imploded. So I, I think this is just a case of a guy getting tired. He's he's worn down. His body's worn down. His arm's worn down. Maybe reconstructive surgery will help him. But all the, the red flags have been there for a little bit. And, uh, you know, he got the, uh, you know, the shutdown in mid-August due to elbow inflammation last year. And then uh, the treatment for that inflammation was a platelet-rich plasma injection in his elbow. He was seemingly making good progress off-season workouts. Then he had some pneumonia set him back a couple weeks. And then now he's getting Tommy John. So, I I, I mean, I don't even know what the Red Sox rotation is going to look like at this point. I mean, sales completely out of the picture. So now Eduardo Rodriguez is the ace of the Red Sox rotation. And uh, that, I mean, that's going to leave him. Nate Valdi, Martin Perez, I might be Martin Perez, I'm sorry, and Colin McHugh. So all those guys I just mentioned after Erod, the, the three guys, are all looking to rebound either from injury or inconsistency last season. I mean, McHugh could even still wind up in the bullpen. And then you have a guy like, maybe even like Ryan Weber, some, some dude who pitched some Grapefruit League games this spring who could end up rounding out the rotation. It's absolutely going to be like, a crapshoot. I don't know what the Red Sox are going to do. This, this reminds me of like the a 2014 Red Sox roster where they were just like pitching random dudes, guys with the name of like Alan Webster and, and stuff like that. But you, you guys probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But I mean, yeah, there were a long list of names competing for the final one or two rotation spots before spring training ended. And the Red Sox manager, Ron Renke, even hinted that the Red Sox would use an opener strategy for at least, at least one of the two spots. Slots. I think that's what's going to have to happen. They just don't have enough enough starting pitchers on the roster. They're probably going to have to mix and match arms and figure out the whole opener thing. I mean, other teams do it. It's just going to be a rebuilding year for the Red Sox. It is what it is. But I did mention that Tyler Beatty is also undergoing Tommy John. Don't don't mean to completely brush him under the rug, but I mean, it it is um, 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> he he also faces a recovery timeline, typical of 12 to 15 months. That's going to you know, give him the same timeline as as uh, Chris Sale. But, uh, you know, Zaidi told reporters last night that uh, Beattie was diagnosed with a UCL sprain and flexor strain two weeks ago. And um, it's the exact same thing as, as uh, Chris Sale um, with the timeline. But... It's a discouraging setback for Beattie. This dude is a former 14th overall pick in 2014, and he hadn't really reached his potential yet. I mean, he's thrown 124 and two-thirds innings in the big leagues. Hasn't really cemented himself as a big league starter yet, but he was a strong contender to win a spot for the opening day rotation after he threw three scoreless innings in spring training. But now it's hard to figure out how the Giants rotation might look if and when the season gets underway. I mean, you got Derek Rodriguez, Trevor Oaks, Trevor Cahill, and Logan Webb. Those are the top contenders for that fifth starter job, but we'll see. And, yeah, so Tyler Beatty is also going to be on the shelf, and the, the Giants will make do with what they have as well. But this is a guy who was really highly touted coming out of Vandy. Um, you know, big – I mean, out of high school as well, actually. I, if I If I remember correctly – I believe Tyler Beatty was drafted in the first round out of high school and out of college. Yes, he was. He was drafted by the Blue Jays out of uh, you know Lawrence Academy in Massachusetts. First round in high school. He turned it down, went to Vanderbilt. Then he was drafted in the first round again by the Giants, 14th overall. And, um, yeah, I, I actually do remember that. That's, um, that's a good point. So, yeah, a guy who's had all the potential in the world for you know the better part of the last decade, but you know just hasn't done it at the highest level. You know, a 508 ERA last year. Um, I mean, just rather pedestrian, but he kind of just struggled to keep the ball in the yard, you know, allowing 1.69 home runs per nine and just hard contact in general. I mean, his hard hit contact rate was 43.7% of balls put into play were hit hard, you know, an average of 90.8 exit velo. So th- both those numbers land him in the bottom fourth percentile of all pitchers, not too good. So he's going to have to find a way to limit the hard contact. Once he does get back on the map, but right now he's going to be sidelined for the rest of the year. So that's all I've got for today. Just some injury news. If you guys enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.